I'm Dana Lloyd. Welcome to Soul Sister Conversations, the podcast, where you will be inspired and empowered to connect more deeply with your authentic self as we explore topics of personal development, leadership, and spirituality. Your journey to your most authentic self starts right now. If you are like me, I like to talk about the big topics in life, deep, soulful conversations. What does it mean to lead a life of meaning? That is what I'm exploring today. I break it down into three parts. What is meaning? How to create meaning in your life? And what impact does leading a meaningful life have on you? If you like these kinds of conversations, join me on my email community at DanaLloydLeadership.com. You can go straight to the contact page or grab your 10-minute free coaching audio on three ways to start living joyfully. You'll start receiving weekly emails on topics of personal growth and self-discovery. I want to talk today about what does it mean to lead a life of meaning? I've been, I've been wanting to explore this topic for a little while now, and uh, I thought today was a great day to do it. So what does it mean to live a life of meaning? What does leading a meaningful life look like? And for me personally, I think it really means making use of my life and making sense of my life. I mean, how does my life actually fit with the bigger picture? So there's two pieces at play for me. But before I began uh, recording this podcast, I asked some people around me what they thought uh, the meaning of how do they make meaning out of their life. And I got uh, similar answers, actually, and all things that I agree with. And so it, it just confirmed for me what I believed, too, about meaning. So I wanted to talk first about what is it, how to create meaning in your life. And one of the ways that you create meaning is by using your gifts and your strengths. So when you employ the things that you feel really connected to, the things that you're good at, maybe you might say, I'm great at listening. I am great at uh, creating things. I am great at helping others or helping take complex ideas and break them down into simple ideas, whatever that is for you. When you feel connected to that and you share that, that is a way to create meaning in your life. And really, when you begin to start paying attention to those gifts and strengths, you could even uh, refer to that as a calling. I remember about over 15 years ago, I, I joined Toastmasters. Now, at that time, I was a stay-at-home mom, and I had a couple of toddlers at home. And I, I wasn't uh, in the work world. But I had this desire to do public speaking. And all I can really chalk it up to is that I felt like I was going to be needing this at one point in my life, even though I had no idea where exactly I would be using that. And I remember even gathering at a neighbor's home and we're chatting about our lives. And I remember me saying, I want to be a motivational speaker. Now, I had no idea what I would be talking on <laughs> and to who I would be speaking. Um, all I know is that I had this desire within me to hone that skill. 
And I think I knew at a basic level that I could be good at it, but I didn't have a, a whole lot of experience with it. And in fact, public speaking was one of those things that I absolutely despised. When in junior high and high school, you would cover a uh, piece of the curriculum where a unit would call for public speaking. I would sweat that out thinking about that coming up. And I, I hated the thought of coming up to the front of the classroom and giving a talk to my peers. And that, that was terrifying to me. And even when I joined Toastmasters, it was still terrifying. I remember going to give my very first talk and it was scary, but I still pushed through it. And all I can really chalk that up to was a calling. I was being called to do that in some way, that that was a dormant skill in, in within me that needed to come out. And it is something that I have continued to hone and, and use, and I absolutely love doing it now. And that just shows you how far you can come from something as a child that you, you, you really didn't enjoy doing. But when you feel something stir up inside of you that you have to use this or hone it in some way, that is one way to create meaning out of your life. Because how could I have really known way back when my children were young and I didn't have any potential job prospects or even being in business for myself that I would know how I was going to use this public speaking. How was that going to be useful? All I knew is that I knew I had to begin and practice that when my children were young so that when my children got older and transitioned into school, that I'd be able to do something with that, even though I didn't know how. So if you think about your own gifts and strengths, you may have ones that you are aware of that you can use, and that brings meaning to your life. But there may be things that are resting inside of you that haven't yet come out, but you can sense that they are there or you have thought about it. Maybe you just had the thought or maybe you told somebody, I would like to do this. Uh, and you may look at that as a calling, as something that is looking to come out of you. And, you know, I heard Jack Canfield say recently, I was I was watching the, re-watching the Oprah interview with Jack Canfield. And he said, you are not given a dream that you do not have the capacity to fulfill. And so when I think of that statement, I, I feel it's so powerful because when I had the thought of I must learn public speaking, obviously I wasn't being given anything that I would not have the capacity to fulfill, even though I didn't know that yet. So I was being given a dream, I guess you could say, um, giving me something that I was being asked to step into. And then when you step into it and begin using it in your life, your life has meaning. So I think that's a very powerful way to create meaning in your life is, is to recognize your gifts and your strengths. The other way that, and, th and this ties in with this idea, is really listening to your intuition. You know, developing that voice within you that guides you to create a meaningful life just really like what I had with the desire to join Toastmasters. I think when you listen to your intuition, you can't go wrong. And I think it's when we listen with our heads because our heads are filled with other people's ideas, what other people think we should do. And that's where you get confused. But when you get quiet and you listen to your intuition, you are creating meaning because you're trusting 
that the ideas that you're being given are for you. You're building that connection. And I think that's even a bigger, bigger piece of it is the connection that you're creating with yourself. And I'll talk about that in a few minutes uh, with respect to connection. But I think that first connection begins with yourself. And, and that is a really meaningful way to, uh, to show up. Another way is feeling good about the way that you live your life. You know, was I a good person? Um, feeling satisfied with the way that you show up and interact with people. And now, of course, we all falter. I mean, it is also, you know, that ability to forgive yourself. Um, but do you generally have an overall arching feeling about the way that you live your life? Um, that is a really, I think people feel like they're living a meaningful life when they're on track. And that was a lot of the feedback that I received from people. They feel like, you know, if they're helping other people, that was really important to them. And, you know, thinking of someone other than yourself, I think that makes us all feel like we are a good person. I think another way that we're also feeling like we can live a life of meaning is being in connection with others. That was a very popular or common theme um, is really, like I said, about around helping other people. Um, someone had said, you know, when I have really deep, meaningful conversations, I feel like I'm leading a meaningful life. And really, when I when I heard that, I thought that that's really important because it's, it's even beyond the conversation is what lies beneath that conversation. And what lies beneath that is the word connection. Because when you're in a deep conversation with someone, you're actually connecting. It feels like at a soul level, like we see each other. And isn't that what we mostly all want is like, do you see me? And when we just have these surface conversations, I think we're talking past each other. But when we can sit down and really say, how are you doing? Truly, how are you doing? What's going on in your life? What do you think about that? Even me asking that question to people you know, what do you consider meaning, a meaningful life? You know, it really makes people pause and and have to go inward and dredge up these answers and ask themselves, what, what does that mean to me? And I find that so fascinating what people say. And I'm so grateful that um, that I get to have conversations every week, really, with people on this podcast I feel like it's a constant soul to soul connection. And when we're having that individual connection, when I have it with that person, then it gets produced and sent out to the world. I have no idea the impact that it's having on people, but it has to have some sort of impact as people are listening and maybe they're thinking about their own lives. So I think it's creating that connection. And interestingly enough, you know, val uh, connection is one of my top values. Because for me, it's about being of service and being um, connecting with people and contributing and helping others. And I think that's a really, really important way uh, for people to create meaning. Another uh, way to create meaning in your life is to love yourself, creating deep connection with yourself. You know, when you love yourself, uh, you send out a ripple effect into the world. And, you know, there's a, something that I often say to people and is, you know, who you are is an outgoing message, not an incoming one. Because I think so often we get derailed in our lives when we're um, trying to love ourselves because we think we should be doing what other people um, say or suggest 
or even if people make little comments like, oh, that's surprising. Or I've even had someone say to me, I have a, a Bachelor of Education degree. And someone said to me one day, oh, that's too bad. You're not using it. And when someone says that to you, you're kind of like, oh, like, should I be using it? Or, you know, it can make you question yourself. I don't have that now because I know where I stand in relationship to all of that. But that's how easily disturbed our world can get from other people. I love myself with so much strength and I make myself stronger on the inside than I do on the outside that I can't help but create meaning in my life. Because when people say things or suggest either intentionally or unintentionally, I know how to see that. I am not disturbed by that because the connection with myself is so great. And that connection brings great meaning because that person doesn't have to know why I'm doing something or not. I do. And that's what matters. The other thing that I talked about at the top of the, just a few minutes ago, when I talked about, you know, what I, I think about leading a life of meaning is making use of my life and making sense of my life. So, of course, making use by using my gifts and my talents and so on and putting myself out there. But the other part is uh, is making sense of my life. So, for example, when things happen to me. So what I like to do is spiritually frame things to create meaning in my life. I talk a lot about this one and it's because I had a big impact on my life. And that was losing my mother um, three and a half years ago. It was really easy as she was faltering that I began to think, you know, she because she was died when she was 64. And I, I'm thinking like, you know, why can't she live to 80 or 90? Or why can't my parents be the ones married for 60 years? Or, you know, it made you just question like, what's going on here? I had to really sit down and think, well, this has to be happening for a reason, even though I don't know it. And, and then maybe not, there's nothing specific. But I think this is where creating meaning from your life comes in, is that you can actually tell the narrative of your life. You get to create the meaning because there are two narratives that you can choose to create. And in one is a narrative where you're the victim, nothing's really working out for you, uh, you know, woe is me, which I could have easily have done. And I probably did do that to some degree. Because, you know, when when you're going through something difficult, it can be very sad and depressing and hurtful, and you're trying to make sense of it. Uh, but the other thing is, the other narrative is telling a story that supports you. And I began to really watch what was happening with respect to my mother. And that becomes context for your life. So you are being served up an experience. Um, that you can say, well, what is this about? So I see this as an exercise where you can take uh, a list out all the things in your life that are adversities and successes, right? Things that have happened. So for example, um, you know, we always think that we always say we can learn from adversity and we absolutely 100% can. I think we should learn from adversity. It comes to grow you, but you don't have to. You can actually learn from your successes, but for some reason, we don't pay attention to those as much. It almost feels like if we're not struggling, we're not doing it right. And uh, the truth is, it's really how we see it. But as my mother began to falter, certain things began to rise up in, inside of me. So you can call that intuition. You can call it calling, desire, whatever it is. And I began to pay attention. I felt at an intuitive level, there was something greater going on that this experience, we, experience truly wasn't happening to us 
but it was happening for us. And when you say that happening for me, it has a greater significant uh, weight with respect to learning because it's a big thing to lose somebody in your life. You know, death is a big thing. And I, I began to feel that my purpose was intrinsically uh, linked to my mother's. And not to say that that was her only purpose in life. It's not. Um, but I felt like there was meaning. Her and I attached was there was meaning because she had her life um, in a certain way where she had a major falling out with her family in her 30s. And that deeply, deeply impacted her. And I know over time that she had to have struggled with um, maybe even loving herself or forgiveness you know, once you beat yourself up enough that um, she probably didn't extend forgiveness to herself or to other people, you know, I'm guessing, but that's what I'm kind of feeling is happening, was happening within her. And when that begins to happen, I was watching that intensely. And it is not lost on me um, that she died earlier in her life. And I think a lot of that has to do with the great stress that was put on her, the division that came from that, that she could not help. But um, it's like her, you know, it almost felt like she didn't want to die, but her body just kind of said, it, you know, it's time to go. This is, this is difficult for you. And um, so as she began to falter, I was really watching what were the lessons that we could get from that? And I'm seeing those lessons of self-love and the lessons of forgiveness and feeling like I need to take those messages to the world so that she did not die in, in vain. That, and it almost feels like, you know, probably before we even both came here, maybe we did a high five and did a, a pact. Like I'm going to, you know, go through this thing and then I'm going to die early and you're going to be watching. And you're going to be really upset, but you're going to take something from that. So we're both going to grow in this. And maybe that's what happened. And we began to grow. And from that, um, this whole public speaking and wanting to take messages to the world and feel like um, I'm, I'm, you know, writing and so on that, that I begin to spiritually frame up what happened to me. And back to these narratives, I can tell the narrative that I want to tell. And that is the narrative that supports me in my life. And actually, when I say it, it resonates deeply with me that that is my purpose in life. That was what maybe my mother's purpose was. Although I said like she would have many purposes, as do I, but that we were very, very connected in that way. And so... When you begin to spiritually frame up things, you look at things different in differently in your life and you begin to uh, begin to impact you differently. So if you imagine taking those lists of adversities and lists of successes and thinking, what did I learn from those? What were those big things that happened in my life? Did I take something from that? And it, is it influencing my life in a good way? Because I do feel that if you don't get the lesson, it will be repeated in a bigger and bigger way. And yeah, you just, you want to get the lesson. And I reflect a lot on those lessons and see if there are patterns. What is it that I need to do? And sometimes I think I got the lesson and then I still repeat it. Um, and then I realized, oh, this is where I could have actually executed this better. So, you know, it's always about forgiving yourself and trying and keep moving forward. 
But I think the meaning comes from, for me, a lot of it is the spiritual framing up. How, what am I walking away with? Because, uh, and I call it spiritually framing it, because when I look at my mother's life, it's not just that we're linked um, and what I was going to do in this life, you know, write and speak and so on, but it's connected to something bigger. Because, and I tell people this all the time, and it's true, that I feel more deeply connected to my mother after she passed than uh, when she was alive. And, you know, these complicated mother-daughter relationships. Um, But it's about how people show up and how connected you can be with them. But boy, do I ever feel like I get the signs from her. And her name was Rose, and I get these roses all the time. And it isn't just randomly when I get them. It's sometimes when I'm needing them. It's ones that make me go, wow. Um, You know, it could be things like I'm texting um, my sister and I could be typing uh, words that begin with T, T-H, and your phone would suggest words that you should substitute. And instead of being a word that begins with T-H, it'll be the word rose. And I'm like, okay, what's going on there? Why is that R word showing up? Um, you know, a really amazing one that I had was my dad got remarried this summer to an amazing person and, and, uh, they were up at our lake uh, property one weekend and his now wife, Carolyn was floating out in the water and I took some pictures of her and it was a beautiful, hot, sunny day. And a few days later I was reviewing some of the uh, photos on my uh, camera roll and I was looking at the one of Carolyn floating in the water And above her head was this giant blooming rose in the form of a cloud. And it just made me smile because they were just a couple of weeks away from getting married. And I I kind of felt like it was a blessing from my mother over this woman. I mean, I couldn't deny what I was seeing in the sky. So even all these signs that she gives me really helps me to... um, really helps me to create meaning. I feel deeply connected to her. So because when she died, you know, I did a lot of this. Where did she go? I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a seeker and, you know, I know she didn't want to die and, but she was gone from this life. And I thought, well, where did she go? And so when she's, I feel like she's communicating to me in another language, she's somewhere. So then therefore my life is bigger than this life here. And to me, that gives me a great sense of satisfaction And I get a lot of satisfaction of trying to figure it out and create the stories and narratives that support me and in my life. But when I do tell those stories, they do deeply resonate with me. I feel like intuitively that is what's going on. So I think the, the, and the last piece that I want to talk about is really, which I've already touched on, is really the lessons that you learn. Are you getting the lessons from the adversities and from the successes in your life. Um, You know, what a better way to shift your life than to take the lessons and use them. So when I wrote uh, Soul Prescription, my first book, um, I I had read a comment that said, um, research is me-search. And when you're writing a book, and so many people do, and I know so many people now who, you know, create businesses, really from the things that light them up, or they've generally had an adversity, and they want to help other people overcome that adversity. 
And that's why I, I wrote a book like Soul Prescription, because it was really taking all of that adversity that I've had in my own life and the lessons I've learned from them and put them into that book. And I see so many other people doing that too, people who write memoirs. I mean, research is me search. It's that self-discovery, the work that you're doing on yourself. And then we put that out into the world and we tell those stories and those learnings hopefully um, lead to helping other people. And um, my life becomes more meaningful, you know, when I shift my life in a direction um, based on the lessons that I've learned. So those are some ways that you can create meaning in your life. But once you feel like you have that meaning, you know, what impact does living a life of meaning have? And I would say one that you are becoming conscious Right. When you are actually searching for the narrative of your life and you begin to say, well, when this happened to me, that really taught me this. And then I use this in my life. You know, you're living with intention. You are purposely using what you've been giving these experiences, which are really just context when you look back in your life and you feel like some of them are really tough. Um, but they, they, were, they weren't for anything if you've taken something from that. And two, I think living a life with meaning, creating meaning from your life, you live more joyfully and peacefully. You know, there's a level of satisfaction that when you have a live a life of meaning, all those things that I talked about, you know, everybody was telling me that, you know, when I'm using my gifts and I'm helping other people and I'm loving myself, my life has meaning. And how powerful is that? And you can also, like I said, reframe things that happen to you in your, in your life Instead of thinking, you know, that things are happening to you, that's a different perspective shift when you think ha things are happening for me. And it feels like um, this life, you were, you, it was like earth school. We were meant to come here and get the lessons. So it's whether you're getting the lessons or not. And I think that living a life of meaning also settles down those anxious feelings, you know, um, because you're feeling that connection, not only with yourself, with other people. And with something bigger, the universe, source, God. And I think that's why those conversations I was talking about was so powerful. Because really, when if you think, you know, God is in everyone, when we're connecting with other people, we're connecting with that godly space, that soulful space. So I think those anxious feelings uh, uh, dampen down when we have that deep connection in our life. And it takes work to keep the connection. Because if you think about the connection to yourself, loving yourself, keeping yourself on track, that takes consciousness and, and clarity and intention. And the other meaning uh, impact that living a life of meaning has is I think if you, you see life more clearly, you know, you again, you're coming awake. Consciousness is where it's at. Because when you have an adversity and you can switch to this, this is about, um, you are making a completely different shift in your life. And here's the thing, you become really practiced at it and you get to that point quicker instead of ruminating about why is this happening and this is so difficult and oh my gosh, this is happening to me and I'm a victim and da, 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 da. When you realize, okay, this is here to serve me in some way and you break it down and examine it. And it doesn't mean that it's still not going to be difficult because I know for me, if something happens with me that, you know, that lives with me for a little while till I process it and it takes some time and it takes some time to let go of the residue that happens, whether it's hurt or disappointment, whatever that is. So it takes time to process, but boy, do it, does it become, make my life so much more clear when I've gone through an experience that can be a very frustrating 
So I think li- living a life of, of meaning is a worthy discussion that you have with yourself. You know, check in with yourself, just like I checked in with people around me and asked different people about this question, what is the meaning of life? I mean, it's a very powerful question and it's not like, um, a, it's not light conversation because it's not something we talk about all the time. So people actually have to go and think about it. And I remember years ago when I was at a a little trade show and I was standing in front of my table when I was trying to grow my business and I would have all these powerful questions on little pieces of paper. And as people walk by and I would kind of hold out these pieces of paper and say, would you like a question to answer? And they were like, oh, sure. Like it was going to be light and fun. And it'd be things like if time and money were not an issue, what would you do with your life? What is your greatest disappointment? What is it that you want to achieve in this lifetime? And uh, people were uh, like, uh, yeah, you can have this question back, you know, and these were disposable pieces of paper. They could have kept them, put them in their pocket, but it's like they didn't even want that question on their person before fear that that would continue to call to them. And I get that and understand it. And so I would take the piece of paper back. And so many people wouldn't answer those questions. And that might've been too big of a question <laughs> for strangers, But hopefully it makes people think and go inside because when you answer those questions, it actually gets easier. It's not a difficult conversation to have with yourself when you're practiced at going inward and connecting with you. So ask yourself, what is the meaning of your life? Not what is the meaning of life, this big cosmic meaning, but what is the meaning of your life? What what has come up for you? What have you made sense of um, in your life? Uh, and I'd be, I'd love to hear it. If you want to connect with me at Dana Lloyd Leadership, Dana at DanaLloydLeadership.com is my email and uh, send me a note there or at SoulSisterConversations at gmail.com as well. And I just want to end the conversation with a couple of quotes that I actually looked up. What were other people saying about, you know, meaning? And here's one from Joseph Campbell. And he said, the meaning of life is what you ascribe to it. Being alive is the meaning. And I take from that exactly what I was chatting about with you today is that you get to make that meaning for your life. What narrative do you want to tell just by being alive? Life is giving you experiences. Today alone gave you experiences. And another one is Ane Nin. The quote says, there is not one big cosmic meaning for us all. There is only the meaning we each give to our life an individual meaning, an individual plot, like an individual novel, a book for each person. And I like the book analogy because we already have a lot of chapters in our life, which we could also call this context or experience. And if you like how it's been going, you can keep living your life like that. But if you feel like you could create something better or different, you have time to write new stories about your life. You have time to show up differently. And that can happen today. You're always just a shift away from creating whatever you want in your life. So if you like what I'm talking about, I would love for you to join me over my email community at danaloydleadership.com. You can go there. There's some freebies. You get on the email list and you get some audio coaching from me. There's one on joy and there's one on three strategies for being a better leader. And I send out uh, weekly emails on this and other leadership topics. So if you like learning about uh, a life and stepping into your greatness and achieving potential and spiritual things, uh, join me over there and we can continue the conversation. And I hope that this has given you something to think about and ask yourself, 
What is the meaning of my life? Thanks for spending time with me. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you are hearing, I'd love for you to leave an awesome review on iTunes or share an episode with someone you know who would enjoy these kinds of conversations. Thanks for listening.